Lagos Talks 91.3 and Corporate Shepherds presents the man of the hour. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Enang. This is Navigate with I.D. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome, my dear friends, to Navigate with IDNN. It's an honor and privilege to share with you and also to learn from you. Let me start by saying, in the course of this series, especially after our independence celebration about a week ago, we titled this series or themed it Igniting Excellence. As much as one has been privileged to come share and also ignite hopefully, your heart and mind towards seeing things in a different way. I also want to let you know that this has greatly impacted me as a person because it's one thing to be able to go share and tell people or point them in a direction that you must also, like Paul would say, ensure that you don't become a castaway yourself. That having taught others you yourself will not become a castaway. In that whole space, it has taken me some very grave time, you know, reflecting on the way I do stuff, on the way I think, on the way I approach issues. Because excellence is a way of life. It's a spirit. It's either you pick it up, catch it, hold it, internalize it, or you never have it. And so I just want you to understand that as we look at igniting excellence as a theme and living every day by it, I want you to understand that you will find in due season that things have changed around you. The way people will approach you, the way you will approach people or issues or solutions will come with a different lens. At some point, you may have people say to you, you have changed. And don't take it as being light. It's feedback. What it tells you is that you're wearing a different kind of heart. At the same time, your eyes are beginning to see beyond the normal. And you're seeing things that will actually help you be a better person. The environment around you will notice it, will react to it, but what you need is to understand to keep the focus because a focus is what guarantees quality and ultimate execution of what you want to do. It is that, with that in mind, friends, I'd like to continue from where we stopped the previous episode on Tuesday. Remember, we had come through the entire episode defining excellence, putting excellence within the catch of our own daily lives, talking about distinction, talking about quality, talking about brilliance, greatness, and the need to ignite excellence, basically to set fire to something. Like igniting it means let us get out something better than what we have been doing, something that sits in the region of best something that would arouse our passions and excite the environment around us because we want and we believe that a new Nigeria beckons. 
a new Nigeria will only beckon when the Nigerians themselves for Nigeria begin to do things differently. And what this tells me is that by the time you and I will be igniting excellence, we'll begin to see ourselves living a life of excellence. And like I did say, a life of excellence is a life with a purpose. Because if there is no purpose, abuse is inevitable. And of course, you expect that people without purpose do not even have a sense of where they're going. It was on this basis on Tuesday that I started walking through what I call the qualities of excellence. The first quality I put on the table to ignite that spirit of excellence in you was to speak about your natural talent. And I called it knowing your brilliance. I likened it to an uncaught diamond, that you are an uncaught diamond or you are like an uncaught diamond that has a wealth of unrealized possibilities and brilliance. The beauty that is inherent in the diamond beckons us to develop its potential. So the beauty inside you beckons for you to develop your potential because you are an uncaught diamond. But if you have no knowledge of who you are and the talent you possess, you would not access it. You are at your best when you develop your natural talent. Knowing your brilliance is all about learning to become it. 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 It's about it. It's the it factor to become it every day. Always focus on the it. The second thing we talked about on Tuesday was about you investing in your success. That was one other quality I put on the table. That life will only reward those who invest in their success. If you are recalcitrant, if you are ambivalent, if you have a laissez-faire attitude about what you really want, you won't get what's important or what's most important. You won't. Many of us come with this laser fair, ambivalent attitude. Should I, should I not? You're sitting on the fence when you know that your end goal is to achieve a greater and better space than now, but you choose not to. And then when you are lily livered, it's a different thing entirely. Fear can grip you and put you in a different space. Or you go into the college of excuses. You will give excuses why you are not able to invest in your own future. Invest in who you are. Building the right pillars to help you grow. I beg you by the message of God. Invest in your success so you can completely be passionate and motivated by realizing your own dream. If you don't believe in your dream, you'll invest in the wrong things. But if you believe in it, you'll invest in the creation of your own success. Whatever you touch, whatever you have decided and seen based on the knowledge of who you are, your purpose, your talent, your brilliance, when you keep at it continuously, consistently, you will develop some mastery. And once you have mastery, the rest is history.
Friends, the third quality we looked at was about integrity. This was on Tuesday. So you can take this as a recap, especially for those who probably missed the Tuesday edition or just joining us for the first time. I bid you welcome once again. And I hope you continually tune in every Tuesday and every Thursday at 3 o'clock on this beautiful station so we can learn together and at the same time share what we learn. We're looking at integrity as a quality of excellence. Friends, when you have integrity, your word means something. I remember saying to you then that as a little boy, my father used to, you know, put a lot of things into my head. And those idiomatic expressions were very real. My father would tell you, a stitch in time saves nine. It's an idiomatic expression. He used it very well. This other one he used most times. I didn't understand why he kept emphasizing it. But now I know better. He kept saying to me, son, what makes a man is his word. And so as a little boy, single digit age, double digit age, as I grew into my teens, young adulthood, my father will always remind me and say, remember what I always said to you, what makes a man is his word. What he basically started doing was to make me embrace and internalize integrity. Integrity of bond, integrity of word. And I personally got to the space where I saw integrity in my own lens and definition as who you are when nobody is watching you. And so if nobody is watching you, that person, that personality, what you do at that point is actually what speaks to the kind of person you are. And so if you say to somebody, I will see you at 11, or we are having this business deal together, I will pay you 40% of the net. I will take 50% of this and share with you. Whatever it is, whether monetary, physical, or just behavioral, when you make those commitments, you must honor them. If people can't depend on your word, Integrity is lacking. Just look at our space today. We have bastardized truth and accentuated lies. You know, people think it's fashionable to fake it. People think it's more than glorious when you can stand up before an audience and lie. Not just lying about things that are critical to people's lives, but you lie even to yourself. How did we get there? It's a state of moral corruption. When an individual is morally corrupted, that he wakes up in the morning and says, good morning, and the people around him or her do not believe they have to open the curtains to confirm if it is truly morning, that person is gone. That individual does not have an iota of integrity. Let me also tell you that the environment in which that human being breeds and works 
will also respond in like manner. So what am I saying? There are very many leaders today, many parents today, many bosses today, many directors today, or friends who know that their principles, whether the boss, whether the father, whether the mother, have they know that they are morally corrupted. And so, but they don't understand that the moral corruption has also gotten into them. Many years ago, we always joked about this, whether watching a skit or drama skit or in real life, where a landlord will come in to give a knock on the door to ask for the rents. And the father will tell the child, tell him, I am not at home. That child will see that happen month one, month two, month three. The same thing will happen when it comes to the turn of paying the child's school fees. And daddy will say to the teacher right in front of the child, I will pay next month. I am sorry, I do not have money this month. By the time next month rolls in and the principal knocks on the door or the principal calls for the father, the father will stand and tell the child, tell your principal, I traveled. We have sowed all manner of things into our ecosystem that unfortunately those things have destroyed the moral fabric in our society. And so integrity is not something that you can actually pick up on the streets easily from people. I say this without any statistical reference, but I bet you, out of every 10 people, it will be very difficult to say that half of those will be people of integrity. So if we have a morally corrupted system of people, how do we expect excellence to be the watchword? It's not going to happen. Whether at the family level, whether at the community level, whether at the work level, whether public or private sector, whether at the corporate level, corporate organizations lie. Corporate organizations, some corporate organizations are not generalizing. How do they lie? They cook the books to look good. We've seen cases where loads of corporate organizations have gone under just to look good. The MD and in collusion with some of the other directors will force a certain narrative and they will cook, change the books. All tight. We've seen banks go under. We've seen falsification. Not just um, results, we've seen people get into position, different positions, and then you find that they falsified their documents. How and why would an institution be excellent? It can't. And so, friends, at this juncture of 61 years as a nation, if we continue on this track, where do you think it will take us? Nowhere. It's just a matter of time that we will now believe and live in lies. We must put a foot in there and say, it is enough. How is it going to happen? It's not by magic. No, it's by having your soul, your spirit, and your heart seared, meaning your conscience. Many people have lost their conscience. 
the consciences have been sold to the devil and to Satan, and they don't even have any regard, not even for themselves or humanity. So why would anybody that doesn't have regard for humanity see building a nation as a priority? And so going forward, when I look at the characters and all the shenanigans towards 2023, one lens that I look at the entire spectrum is around integrity. And integrity for me is very strong because if your actions are not aligned with your words, there is a disconnect. And if that disconnect occurs, then it compromises your integrity. You can't tell me. I mean, look at the way um, people will tell you, oh, it's politics. It's a lie. Now, you can be politically, you know, you can be on two political divides, but it doesn't mean you have to lie. It's about taking a position based on your own ideology. I mean, the way we are as individuals, you and I can look at a particular item and we will deduce several things from it. That's with the diversity that comes. It's called the diversity of thought. But in your thought pattern, if it is corrupted, basically because you want to undo, outdo, you want to scheme, then there's something wrong. You lack integrity. And that's what I can't stand when politicians sit down and tell me it's politics. Some of us call it politics. They're all tricks. They just want you to fall on the wrong side. And so when that spirit has entered the polity, whether young or old, they catch the same fleas. Because when you sleep with dogs, you catch fleas. I worry and I shudder for the younger generation. The youths who are going into different facets because they themselves have not put a stop first and foremost to say what is integrity. Social media has allowed everyone to run an immoral direction in their thinking pattern such that they do not even see the impact of actions that are taken. Integrity is a fiber and quality that must not be compromised. But when you do not have it wholesomely, you can't have an excellent life. The spirit of excellence cannot live in you if integrity is not there. It is as little as you have a budget. The office gave you a car. And that car, you need to fuel that car based on a budget of 20,000 Naira a month. What do you do? Because you spend an average of 10,000 Naira, you decide to take the jerry cans for your generator fill the balance of 10,000 and present 20,000 to the office. After all, it is the budget allocated. You lack integrity. Your office has a medical insurance for you and your family. You sit back in a year and you probably never visited the hospital in years. Either your children or members of your family or dependents, as they call it, God has been gracious to you and your family. You don't go in and out of the hospital. But what do you do? You go sit back in collusion with some very uncanny staff of the hospital 
and sign documents to show that you were ill just to extract some of that money. How can my office pay 500000 every year for, for me? And I, I, I know sick, nothing to me. That money is going. Then you take it and say, well, you go sit down with the clerk, an administrator, sometimes the owner of the hospital, because in these days, everybody is into the pie of moral bankruptcy. And then they sit down and say to you, sign 500,000, they will take half, you take half. So they render cash to you up front, 250,000. And you come out and you feel good about it. Yes, at least, uh -uh. how can my budget of 500,000 for my medicals? Every year I don't, and the company has already budgeted it. You don't see it as an issue, but you are morally corrupted. That hospital, that administrator, that clerk is also morally corrupted. That is how it starts, friends. From the little supposed insignificant things, tell me how you can see, feel excellence. You can't because you're already corrupted. So whenever we talk about corruption, many of us are waiting to look at, oh, they stole two billion. Oh, it starts from somewhere. But you don't even understand that your son, your daughter is also watching you. Mr. Politician, you have SSA, SA, PA, DA, EA, all of those young people surrounding you. They also see how you maneuver, manipulate, and take money out. The day they sit on that same seat, they will do worse than you had even done. That's how we have fueled the moral bankruptcy in our society. But I tell you, can we do away with it? Yes. Can we minimize it? Yes. Can it be eradicated totally? No. But we can bring it to the barest minimum. I believe so. That fuel that has been assigned to you as budget or budget that has been assigned to you for the fuel in your car, 20,000 naira a month. If it stays at 10,000, leave it at 10,000. The balance of the 10,000 goes back into the company. At least they'll be able to recover. So if for any reason the price of fuel goes up, the company does not have to come back again and revisit the budget. It will have absorbed it. So if, for instance, the fuel price goes up by 10% and you've been doing steady 10,000 versus 20, it will absorb it because it was budgeted for. That's the essence of budgets. But you go there take jerry cans, go to the fuel station, come back home, fuel your generator, and you lie down and sleep, and you think you've done something right. When the fumes of the generator are coming out, they're just coming out, and the devil is just swimming around you, making you the most corrupt human being that just started. You don't see it, or you're in the office. Very many people do this so well. Oh, I am entitled to this provisions. Okay, the office has said you can drink tea, coffee, biscuits, do everything. There, it's meant for work. Some people will walk into the room, pick up the coffee, pick up the milk, pick up the sugar, pack them and take them home. There's something wrong with you. You lack integrity. Moral bankruptcy, friends. Our nation at 61. Stop looking at Nigeria. What you should add is the word N to the end. Nigerians. It is a nation of people. And if you are going to fix this country, 
we have to start from telling ourselves some truth, bringing out situations, going to a community, just as simple as a simple association. People look for ways to divert funds. You are sitting there and you have a party, whether it's a house party, whether it's a, a party at work, whether it's a party in your community, your street, your, your clothes. We all agree that people are going to put in contributions. Very rarely, actually, two, three in 10 will come out. People, two, three or out of 10 will come out and tell you, we received the 100 Naira, we spent 90 Naira. This is a balance of 10. Many or most will come back and tell you, we actually overspent so that they could do what? They could feel good. Friends, this is a big story that should prod the hearts of every one of us, including me. Living a life of excellence, it's no cheap stakes. We'll be back on the second half where we'll look at other qualities. And I hope that this will provide a turning point for you and I to look at ourselves from the deeper lenses of our hearts, shine with introspection and say, never again. It's time to live a life of excellence. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Navigate with ID, brought to you by Corporate Shepherds. Welcome back, my dear friends. And just in case you're joining us on the program, I bid you welcome. We've been looking at the theme, Igniting Excellence. In putting that across, in the last 30 or so minutes, we looked at some qualities of excellence. One of such was knowing your brilliance, investing in your success, and last but not the least, we talked about integrity. Our fourth quality I'd like to put for your consideration is passion. Passion is that which deeply moves us. Passion is the fire from within. And it is that which motivates us. You know, my way of looking at passion is the way you would look at electricity. You know, electricity, when you get into a place, you find the fan working, you find the lights on, but you don't see it. There's something powering all of that. That's the way I, you know, I liken passion. Passion is like electricity. It powers everything around you. However, Excess electricity, or you taking it for granted, will go on the other way. What do I mean? The same electricity that is powering all the appliances. If you go there to touch it, you'll be electrocuted. So you can indirectly infer that passion is electrifying. It brings out the best in you, motivates it drives a fire from within. Nobody sees it, but you can feel it. But then excess or excessive drive or walking with that ambivalent attitude to touch a naked wire, you'll be electrocuted and God save that person that he or she doesn't die. So it tells you that the two ends of the spectrum you need to be worried about. And that's what it calls for moderation. Because passion that is driven on the wrong side will electrocute, just like electricity. You can have passion for the wrong things. You can have passion and be doing something and you think is right, 
justifiably within your lens, but at the end of the day, it's destructive. An example is Saul of Tarsus. Saul followed his belief and religion of Judaism, that he was persecuting Christians and killing them. He had a strong passion, but he had that passion and he was doing something on the other side until he now met with a superior force that made him see the end of the spectrum. Now, the same Saul that became Paul took himself from one spectrum to the other. That same passion and zeal, he was able to write two-thirds of the New Testament. That tells you something. That the same man you can condemn now can actually become the savior. The stone which builders reject can become the chief cornerstone. So never write anybody off. What you need is to have the grace and ask God to help you for moderation is required. Many people are passionate about so many things. I hear passion. You need passion. Yes. But you must moderate that passion. Otherwise, it will electrocute you. I'm a believer in passion because passion deeply stirs and compels us into action. So passion can make you stay on the track of excellence consistently. Passion gives the ability to be touched, you know, to be inspired, to be moved. You sit in a room where Barack Obama or some notable character begins to speak to you. You'll be moved. You can feel the passion in that voice. You can feel the motivation that that person is giving to you. That's why loads of, you know, preachers, some very good preachers who are eloquent, who have oratorial skills, will sit in a space and before you know it, you're asking yourself, wow, where did this come from? That's passion. The same passion also comes in our profession. You see some engineers go all the way. You see doctors that are so passionate about their work and you wonder how does the doctor stay on call whilst you are sleeping. They are out there just a beep and the doctor is at the hospital at the beck and call. It's passion. It's electricity. It fuels. God-given passion that has enabled me to run Navigate with ID consistently for five years on this station without fail, by the grace of God, without fail. It's passion. Take away that passion, there'll be nothing. When some don't have that passion, what they resort to is to look for elements to leverage them to have the passion. That is what begins to put the path of destruction. What do I mean? Young people that get into drugs get in because some of them are in search of something to lift them. They think it is passion. No, it is not passion. You're killing yourself. You're going on the wrong track. You can't do drugs and the drugs can't give you passion. That's why most of the guys in the entertainment industry always fall because most of them are under influence of one thing or the other. For the ones that can't afford it, they can afford to take gum and a stick or purple leaves. They take them and they are high because they want to be able to sing and they want to hear their own voices. I've had first-hand encounters. I don't want to, this is not a platform to call names, 
But I remember many years ago when I was at Guinness, when we used to have concerts, there was a particular time. This was where I think it was when we had to take uh, change the label of Guinness Stout. And we also had the same thing for Harp. We were at Benin and a notable musician that was supposed to be on stage. We couldn't find him. We had brought him in, into the city. We were with him all through. Those days, whenever we have a concert in Lagos, Ibadan, Benin, from Enugu, we'll move to Makodi, we'll do a bar, Jos, Kaduna, and then we are back. Seven, eight locations, I'm with DSV, Duro Sounds and Vision. Those days, those were the days when we had the Half Happiness Hall. Now, you wouldn't believe it. By the time we got to this guy's hotel room, it was gone. And the fans started throwing bottles. Then, you know, we sharks down, there were no cans. They were throwing bottles, throwing stuff at us on the stage. And we had to bring that individual in. And we did everything. It took the crowd outside Ugwe Stadium. It was far more than the crowd inside. And we needed to get a big retinue of bouncers to push through the crowds. And one of them had to carry him shoulder high. And this gentleman, the minute they saw him, the crowd gave way. And they received him and the entire space. But none of them understood what had gone. And so I'm speaking about that from a personal experience standpoint. And many other experiences that I've had with folks that are in the industry called music. I'm not saying all of them, but I can tell you that most are under the influence of one thing or the other, whatever it is. Because when they started as young, undiluted, they became corrupted. How? You can take this and it will enhance your performance because in your head, you want to show passion for what you do. No, you don't need it. Passion is at the core of excellence. Just tap into yours and the energy is in the passion. It will guide your vision. Don't add. Don't put anything to it. Young people that are listening to me right now, do not take anything believing that that thing will deliver passion, would allow you present. If you are a young person or an executive and you want to go for a presentation, a meeting where you want to be up there, you want to be very straight up and you take just an ounce of whatever to push you and to give you that delivery, you are looking for passion in the wrong places. Passion is actually the core. The energy of it is inside you. All you need to do is to turn that tap. The energizer in it will help you go through it because it comes with its own energy. Passion is like electricity, friends. It's energy. When you're passionate about something, you'll make it happen. Think about a football match. Think about a football pitch. Think about spectators. Think about the fans. Think about the players. When the players are on the pitch, they don't hear anything. You need to really shut down. Why? If the chants are negative, it will affect you. And so you need an inner motivation. That's passion. It's, we call it ginger, right? You need personal ginger. And then this is where leadership comes in. You will have the captain or some leaders within the team rising up to say, guys, let us do it. We can do it. And the team rallies and they begin to fight back. It's passion. 
passion from one man is like lighting a candle. And if one candle works the other, at the end of the day, there will be a conflagration. That is why I believe by the grace of God that our efforts towards nation building by coming through this program to educate, to stimulate some thoughts in you will bear fruit in the years and the days to come. It is not an exercise in futility. When I started Navigate with ID 12 years ago on radio, it's been on five minutes every day, five days on some station and later Beat FM and Larry Zamoje's station, 88.9. It started 12 years ago, Beat FM. And I'm telling you, it's the passion that has kept it. It's the electricity that has kept me till this moment. Here you are listening to me. You think it started yesterday? No. On Lagos Talks, we've been on for about five years. It's passion. I'm not taking anything. I don't need anything. The electricity is inside because it's burning. It's coming out of purpose. It's coming out of a desire to help a generation, to help people, to also support people, to help myself, to also be a trustee of posterity. When you have a finger on purpose, everything that will come after it is given. One of such is passion, the energy. You don't need to be under the influence of anything, whether beverage, whether cigarette, whether whatever. You don't need it. Take it from me, friends. The passion is that which deeply moves us. You don't need to be under the influence of anything to get passion. A fifth quality of excellence is high standards. And this is something that many of us shy away from. Excellence implies striving for quality. Standards of excellence are those that are flawless and impeccable. Now think about it. You're at work right now. For some of you that may be at work listening, and your boss says to you, send a mail to your colleague and um, speaking to what we want to do um, in the next three months. And you just scribble, you know, I see people do that. They'll then take one piece of paper, tear it and write, uh, the boss says, um, I'm writing what we need to do. That's crappy. That's not high standards. That's not. I expect you to be able to sit back and write a proper memo. That's quality. Or you wake up from your overnights. If you have ever tried to have this overnight flight, oh my. And God bless you if you are at the rear of the aircraft. I always pray, Lord, never allow me to sit at the rear of the aircraft because you will have all manner of things. You know, an overnight flight. Very many people have very poor hygiene. And they would have gone through the night sleeping, the mouths covered. And when they are yawning, they are yawning in such a way the whole cabin will be cabinated, if there's a word like that, with offensive odor. You will wake up there and say, Lord, help me. But someone that is of measure with high standards, you will find them get up either to brush or they have a mint. As simple as having a mint will tell you this person is a woman or man of high standards. Do you surround yourself with people who nourish your spirit and intellect? It's high standards. If you surround yourself with the wrong people, those that look up to you more than those you look up to, you can't raise the bar. So if you want to raise the bar, you must associate with people that are higher in terms of intellect and will bring value into a space that you will look up to them 
in a bigger and better capacity. When you ask yourself, do you surround yourself with the right people, those that will nourish your spirit, or you surround yourself with mediocre people that will tell you who are sitting on negativity. That's why I don't do pubs. I don't do lounges. I don't sit drinking in places, bars. No, I don't. It was never a thing of mine. Yes, do I go out with friends? Yes, we do. We'll go sit down, especially my old boys at Baptist Academy. We just go out, hang around, have drinks and all of that. Fantastic. We're not brooding. It's social lubrication. But many people sit there whining and they are whining and whining. They will tell you about their woes, murmuring. You get away with that negativity. You get home. There's no power. There's no fuel in the generator or the generator just packed up. And that's just the beginning of a cycle of depression in the making. You can't produce high standards when you are depressed. Watch the people around you. Watch your ecosystem. It can actually push you into lower standards. Do you address discrepancies or concerns on the spot? Do you see something wrong on the spot and correct it? Or you say, mm, well, it's not my business. It means you are not a woman or man of high standards. It means that you will allow a toad even jump into your soup and you remove it and push it aside. Or it means that you are one of those that a fly will perch in your drink. You bring out the fly, you know, take out the liquid, just suck the fly a bit and throw it away and say, you can't carry my drink. You means you have low standards or no standards. But a man or woman of high standards will correct a discrepancy on the spot, will tell you that thing is wrong because that person believes in building. Good isn't enough, friends. Great is better. It has to be moved from good to great. We need to exceed expectations and continually raise the bar for excellence. What it means is that you and I, there's only one thing to look for, quality. Quality that is consistently and continually guaranteed and generated. So whether it's your tailor, whether it's your mechanic, whether it's your driver, none of my drivers ever would eat a wrap and throw it on the road. Oh, none. I promise you, none of them. But you will see people dropping wraps on the road that they see people cleaning. Aren't you happy that you get on the road and the road is clean? You wake up and then you are eating gala in the express and then you drop the wrap on the road. And you see this happen, not just the drivers, but the supposed bosses. You know, when you want to know a real boss, you will sit at the owner's corner. I have nothing against owner's corner. I remember a friend of mine whose father in those days was a big man in Ministry of Communications. His official car was a Kumbi bus. And when they come to pick uncle in the morning, he will go in and sit at the back. At the back, at the very rear. Owner's corner, in a Kumbi bus, like Danfo. Not at the first row, but at the back. In his mind, it's owner's corner. I'm not saying that is uh, the standards were low, but it just tells you that it's important to raise the bar. Raising the bar means that you have to do some things differently. Good isn't enough, friends. Let me step into another quality of excellence. Maybe the sixth one, this may be if you're counting. And this has to do with creativity. And if you want to put a tag to it, you can also call it creativity and innovation. 
Creativity and innovation requires openness and a questioning mind. You know, many times when we hear creativity or we hear innovation, very many people assume that it has to do with doing something new. Yes, it is. But it's not only about creation. It's not only about starting something. You can even innovate an existing process or an existing item. So, for example, you have a process of how you manufacture drinks or you manufacture food or you manufacture whatever item you are manufacturing. The process of identifying and changing or tweaking that whole pathway, okay, in itself is innovation. I mean, another simple way you can look at innovation, just to break it down in the simplistic form, is if you shower in the morning or take a bath in the morning, and many of us start washing from the head. First of all, you pour water up if you're not using a shower. You start from the face. Now think about this. What if you start you know, taking your bath from the feet? You start washing your feet first before you come to the head. That's innovation. But you may not see it as that, but it is. It's just doing something differently. But then you will expect one thing, that your heart and your mind will be open. Having a questioning mind is important. In fact, Ram Charan and Larry Bossidy in the book Execution will tell you that questioning, questioning and questioning, when you ask the right questions, you are bound to get the right answers. But if you ask the wrong questions, you may not ever get the right answer because you're on a trajectory of wrong. So sometimes questioning requires the right motive. The belief that anything is possible paves the way for creative thinking. It means no box thinking. It means that you have no holds back. Your, your mind is open. You are receptive. These days, people are highly unreceptive to new ideas. When you start bringing something to the table, could we do this? They say, no, 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 no. It's going to cost us a lot of money. Oh, no, there's nobody here. Or from their warped, corrupted minds, there's nothing to chop in this one, so they will kill it. And that's where we have part of our problem as a nation is sitting in our civil service. Because the civil servants spend 35 years compounding our problems, but the minister only comes for four years and we rubbish the minister, not knowing it is the evil servants that are already in there that are the ones causing the problem. That's the bane of our society. My father and my mother were civil servants. I know what it took to be a civil servant at that time. And at the point they retired at their different grades. And I know what others were doing. But I tell you, friends, outside of the box thinking produces innovation. No box thinking produces innovation. Ask me and ask yourself, which company doesn't want to be at the forefront of innovation? Even your business, if you are a businessman or businesswoman, creativity and innovation require boldness to play and discover. It's not cheap stakes. Creativity and innovation are pathways to excellence. It's not something that the Lily can do because it requires some measure of boldness. Either as an individual to be able to speak through and get consent and alignment of others, or as an organization or a company in doing some bold things 
I remember in the course of my career, I won't mention the brand. When I joined this company, things were not going well. It was really bad. And one of the products there was one that was celebrated and had been traditionally celebrated in a way. And I said to everybody, this thing is just big for nothing. Let's reduce the size. And everybody felt, ah, sacrilege. I said, why? We can do it. Friends, at that point in time, that product was selling for, say, X Naira. You can get this number for this amount. But then I said to them, let's reduce the size. We'll reduce the size. And once you reduce the size, we can actually, using the ambit of the ingredient to enhance it, because what is actually in the product is this ingredient. Cut a long story short, we did. And boom, it was a huge success. We're now doing over 10,000 tons, the biggest value that you could get even in Africa. Friends, people will stifle creativity and innovation. If you desire to have an excellent spirit, be comfortable enough to admit that you don't know all the answers and to have an open mind. It is in the openness to not knowing the answers that allows creativity and innovation to be born. At this juncture, dear friends, I know time is of essence and I have so many other qualities to share with you. We will continue because there's a place called there. I hope you and I, by the end of this series, will have a refreshing new spirit of excellence and we'll begin to have productive dimensions that will help us rebuild our nation. Thank you so much for listening, friends. If you have questions, please send a mail to me. Contact at navigatewithid.com. On a last note, this month I'll be having the Launch and Learn series looking at 31st of October. So do follow my Instagram handle at I-D-Y-E-N-A-N-G, LinkedIn and the rest of it. You'll get the details there. If you want to be a part of it, I'll be sure happy to have you if you're interested in building and pushing your career in a no-holds-barred direction. God bless you and thanks for listening. Goodbye. And that was Navigate with ID. Brought to you by Corporate Shepherds.